Welcome to Knitting a Story, a podcast by two crazed knitters. I'm Jen. And I'm Lex. Welcome to our story pod, friends. This is episode 33, Apparently Knitting Needles Aren't Lockpicks. So this week we've got Off the Needles, Show Me Your Knits, Have Yarn Will Travel, When Good Knitting Goes Bad, and Knitting in the Wild. Oh, excellent, excellent. So let's start with, I guess, Off the Needles, because that's how we read this first. Mm. So that's me. So I finished my Montedale pattern, and it was out of Manos del Uruguay Fino, and it was sort of a variegated blue-gray color okay. way. Um, this is a shawlette, shawlette that has um, cables as well as, I mean, some very basic lace. Nothing. So just some yarn overs. Some yarn overs. Uh, the most complicated stitch in this whole thing is a knit into one yarn over and then knit again into the same stitch. So you're making th- three stitches out of one stitch. Okay. Everything else is pretty straightforward if you can cable. I okay. Mean, the cables are only over four stitches total so oh not too bad then not too bad and it's pretty easy and have you blocked just, it yet uh so i was sort of in the middle of blocking it the other night and i'm not gonna lie i got really tired like in the middle of it and just sort of <laughs> left it so nope and it's so, kind of sitting in the bedroom waiting when you block yours do you soak and then pin or do you pin and then spray i soak and then pin okay especially okay so I think a while ago I was lamenting the Pico bind off. Mm-hmm. It has had a Pico bind off. Oh my goodness! I mean, it's going to look great, but but that that's a huge commitment. And I still have tons of the yarn left over. Like I don't think I used even fifty percent of it. Ooh, could you do like ma- matching wristers or something? Uh, yeah, I think I I I don't know. I'll have to look it up. But yeah, I'm sure I could. Excellent. Why not? Oh, matchy, 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 matchy. It, it was it was a really fun knit. And um, there was enough pattern, like there was pattern on both sides, sort of. Okay. I mean, like, you know, you'd have to read the pattern, you know, and then figure out which one you were purling and which ones you were knitting, because it would switch, because there was a couple of rows every so often of just garter stitch. Mm-hmm. So you had to pay attention to the chart, what was happening, but it was a fairly intuitive, like once, I needed the, the chart for every row, but there's so many repeats within that row that... Once you kind of get into the hang of it. And then did you use, like, stitch markers so that you're only really having yes. to memorize, you know, yep. the 12-stitch repeat or whatever? Yeah, exactly. So it is actually a 12-stitch oh, repeat. Oh, uh, uh-huh. So uh, it, it, <laughs> that's exactly what I did. So I had, like, I had the the um, edging, right? Then there was the main part. Then there was the center part. Then there was the side. And then the edging. Mm-hmm. And I had them all blocked off with stitch markers so I could just... Be okay. like, okay, so for these 12 stitches, I'm knitting four and purling eight. Okay, whatever. Done. Oh, so not too bad then. No, it was all right. So yeah, I'm really happy with it. I will have pictures posted when I actually get around to blocking it. What did you think of the Fino? I liked it. I did not find it splitty. Because it's a, just a single It spun, is a right? single. I did have to rip out a couple of stitches here and there. And it is sort of sticky together. Okay. But it never. I never had any problems with splitting or... Well, I did have a breakage problem, but I'm pretty sure that was more my cat. Oh. He does, so, he gets very jealous when I'm knitting. <laughs> and he'll try to sit in my lap and stuff, and I'll kick him out. And I kicked him off, and then I turn my head and look at him, and he's sitting there chewing on the yarn. Ah, uh, yeah. And then, uh, <clears throat> so I, I promptly kicked him off, <laughs> but that was the end. So then there was a... A, a, a weak there, point? There was a weak point, and it... it 
broke apart. <laughs> but I don't think that was the yarn's fault. I'm pretty sure that was the cat's fault. A, a weak and slightly damp section. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that was the cat's bra fault. Yeah. So this yarn, I liked it. I found it good. I mean, the cables aren't super poppy. Okay. Because it's a it's a single, so they're sort of more fuzzy. Mm-hmm. But it's fine. Like I think it's just great. <laughs> oh, good. Yeah, no problem. All right, show me your knits. All right, you go first for this one. Sure, I'll give it a start. So I'm working on a vanilla sock in the online yarn. I think it's like a 50% wool or 80% wool, 20% poly polyamide. There we go. Yep. And it's I've used the online stuff before. And I don't know if they've changed it or maybe I bought a slightly different, uh, like, brand of the online or, you know, whatever's included. It's incredibly soft. The stuff I used before, not so incredibly soft. Did it soften when you washed it, though? I don't know. You tell me. You have the socks. It it did. Okay. I don't feel like I'm wearing (laughs) steel wool on my feet. Okay, because it felt like I was knitting with steel wool. It's not like cashmere, you know, but... Durable, but not... Not like, oh my god, my feet. But I don't also, I also don't have particularly sensitive okay. feet that way, right? Like, So normal wool socks don't bother you anyways? No, okay. Not really. But yeah, the current stuff, I don't believe it's merino or anything like that. It's just, just wool. It's just wool, but it's incredibly soft. Awesome. I've been That's perfect. really enjoying it. That's perfect. Wears like iron, guys. Wears like iron. <laughs> and does it wash well? Yeah, yeah, so far it does. Did you put it in the dryer? No, I, I hand wash all my hand knit socks. Okay. Because they don't require blocking. <laughs> I just kind of pat them into this shape and leave them to dry. Yay! So I'm done the first sock. Excellent. Starting, actually I'm almost to the point where I'm ready to put my waist yarn in for the heel. Cool. And of course, do you remember my other pair of socks? I think it's my business casual socks where I didn't have any yarn to put in the waist yarn for the heel. So I had yep. to do a heel flap. Yep. I got smart this time. Okay. And that's... Well, it's actually my cast on. I had too long of a tail. But I'll, I'll tell myself I was smart. And used, This was planned. <laughs> this definitely planned. I used that long tail from my cast on and just slipped it in as my waist yarn. Well, look at that. I know. It's like, you know, it's like you planned ahead I for this. I definitely did. Like, I'm going to forget my scrap yarn, yeah. so I should have an extra long tail. That's, that's exactly what I thought. Right, Because yeah. I was in the car when I, I was like, you. oh, I'm so close. I'm, okay, I'll just use the waist yarn. Yeah, and, cool. So, yeah, so I'm loving it. This time... I did, a, I want to say a deeper heel. Yep. Whereas usually by the time I'm ready to do my afterthought heels, I'm just kind of decrease, decrease, decrease all the way down. And then right. it doesn't quite fit properly. Oh, that's not good. Yeah. So this time I definitely did the extra deep heel just by, I picked up the stitches, did a couple of rounds, did a decrease round. I think I did three more rounds, kind of decrease round again. And so... It wasn't too bad, and and I was actually smart this time. I used Ravelry for what it was intended. What did you do? I put notes on my Ravelry project page. Oh, wow. So when I actually make the second sock, I'll remember what I did. Well, I don't know if you can be part of my club anymore. (laughs) The Lazy Knitter Knit Club. (laughs) I don't do that, but I would really like to. You know, I'd I'd tell myself that I will, but... Yeah. Oh, you'd be like, oh, I'll remember. Yeah, and you never do, and then you're trying to unread your yeah trying to read oh yeah it's crazy i should just do that so what else are you working on okay so i'll start with my totally tubular sock Mm -hmm. by samantha roshak roshak i'm not sure how you say your name i'm sorry if i just killed it um so i'm doing it in spud and chloe fine which is yellow so that's my accent that's going to be my toes heel and cuff 
and Turtle Feet Lullaby in Purple, which is going to be my main sock. Okay, part. so can you give me a rundown on it? Because I've, I've never made a tubular sock. No, this is super cool. So it's a really neat way of constructing socks. So basically, it involves cutting. Ooh. Don't be too scared, though. <laughs> so I have to say that I found this pattern because on our podcast... Um, our RAV group, right? Our RAV group. Somebody posted to try these socks out. And it was Strawberry Frog. So see, we do read what you post. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we will check it out even. <laughs> and then we'll even try it. <laughs> so now you've achieved a certain internet notoriety. Yes. Strawberry Frog. Awesome. Awesome. So you knit. You're supposed to um, provisionally cast on and then you knit and then you cut. To It's not hard. Okay, what are you cutting? The actual knitting? Yep. Oh. But not in half. It's not like a steak. Okay. And then you you just sort of have to... Just trust me. So, ultimately, you're knitting the calf and the foot part. All together. All together. So, you just really... You're knitting two tube. of them. Okay. A long tube. Okay. So, then, whereas I use waist yarn for the afterthought heel, you'll just give a little snip. Yep. So, I don't need any waist yarn. Ooh. No waste yarn at all. Oh. So, hmm. it's a paid pattern slash recipe for a thing. I The the pattern is really easy to follow. Mm-hmm. She's got videos, that links on the pattern. Totally easy to follow. If you know how to make a sock, yep. you can make these socks. So, pretty much just as long as you know how to knit in the round. Yeah, and it is so easy. And then you don't have to worry about waste yarn. You don't have to worry about, um, you know, things like stripes not matching up because you can just knit until the stripes do what you want, right? Or they don't, whatever. You can do, um, if you're careful and you've knit a couple, you can do, like, cables on one side, Hmm. right? And then maybe just avoid the back side so you don't have cables on your foot, like on the other side of your foot if that bothers you. That, cables would bother me on my foot. I can do ribbing on my feet, no mm-hmm. problem. Cables on my sole, that would that would bug me. <laughs> I'm not that good. Um, and it's super easy. You don't need any waste yarn at all. Really? Yeah. Until you, you know, get to the end and have to pick up stitches. But so Interesting. I'm, I, I'm knitting one right now, and this is sort of like my prototype. So I'm just doing a vanilla sock. Yep. Just... Just to get super a feel plain. for the pattern. Yeah, because I don't want to be... I'm just not super crazy. And this was a camping project. Okay. So I wanted it to be, like, just so easy that I could do this <laughs> mindlessly. Yeah. Which it was. And I'm still not done the tube for the foot yet. But it's really awesome. Really? I gotta say, it's a lot of fun. I'm a little worried about knitting. About cutting. Rather, not knitting. <laughs> knitting, I'm not worried about. It's the cutting I'm worried about. But I've watched the videos. I've watched okay. all of the videos. Because I wanted to see what I was getting myself into before casting this thing on. Mm-hmm. It doesn't look that bad. It's okay. A, the pattern is two bucks. Totally worth two bucks. Really? Especially with all that kind of pattern support. And videos. Yeah. Right? Like, it's not just like, here's a pattern and I'll explain it in like five sentences to you. It, she breaks it down. So there, she breaks it down from the cuff, the cast on, how to calculate how many stitches you need. Really? How to, oh yeah. And the, for two dollars. For two bucks. U.S. So it's like two twenty five Canadian, really? Ish. Yep. Totally worth. Totally worth two bucks. Excellent. Totally worth it. At first, I had my misgivings, but then I was like, ah, I'll just pay the two bucks. Totally, totally worth it. Now I love that, especially that 
it's got all the support because you're right. It's one thing right. to be like to try a new skill, and really, what it is is a new skill. It is technique. a new skill. Yeah. But to feel like you're supported the whole time. Right. Yep. She even mentions that when you get to the cut, if you need a glass of wine, you're allowed to do that. Excellent. I don't drink wine, but, you know, whatever. Your mileage may vary. (laughs) So I'm super excited for this. I'll let you guys know how it goes. I'm really... So totally tubular sock, eh? Yeah. And I thought it would be a good project for me to start now and figure out how to do. Because then when I go back to school... All I have to do is bring this tube. I don't have to worry about toe decreases. I don't have to worry about heel flaps and turning the heel and how many stitches do I decrease yeah. and how many do I pick up. I don't have to do, all I have to do is a giant tube Yeah. then two cuffs. And you're good to go. And I'm good to go. None of this. Oh, do I have any scrap yeah. yarn? Do I have any scrap yarn? <laughs> oh, I'll have to use this long tail cast on. I know, hey? So none of that stuff. So this is awesome for that kind of thing. Awesome. Very potato chip. Sweet. Great. Okay. All right. I have gone back to my Lintilla by Martina Bem. Yes. And I picked it up. I. You have to go until you are at a certain point in weight of your yarn. Okay. So not this many stitches, this length. It's, if you have this much yarn left, left in your ball, start your final other. ruffle, I okay. guess it would okay. be. And I thought it was at 50% and it's not, so I've got a bit to go. Okay. Which I'm kind of glad because I'm working on it and I'm going, geez, if I'm going to start the ruffle now, it's not a very big shawl, shawlette. Yes. And so I'm kind of excited and I totally data dumped the brain, data dumped did, the information out of my brain. And you didn't update your RAV page? Why, Jen? <laughs> I know. <laughs> but I, the pattern is easy enough to, you can look at it and be like, okay, I remember what I am and quickly zip to the pattern, figure Excellent. out what I need to do, and then you're off and running again. Like Awesome. It's nice when you can just pick it up and be like, okay, yeah, this is yeah, where I'm I, at. Yeah, I haven't worked on you in a month, and yet I can pick it up and I can keep going. Per- yeah, that's always nice. I kind of love the Martina Bem patterns for that. Yeah, I know you do. I know. I got a... You got a thing. I got a thing. I got a... You got to go visit her. <laughs> I got fan a fangirl thing on, going on. I'm sure lots of people do, but totally recommend it. Still loving it. I am so excited to see what it it's going to look like because it's it's in the green so it definitely looks like lettuce that's cool oh, i'm so excited that's cool. you're doing a lettuce ruffle you shawl awesome <laughs> what else are you working on uh so i've still got the popsicle blanket mm-hmm. that i'm only working on when a certain someone is not downstairs mm-hmm. uh so so far so good i'm pretty sure she's not listening i think she's playing a video game <laughs> um how are you liking the crochet i don't love crochet i love crochet for Things like blankets. Mm-hmm, absolutely. I really, really do. I don't love, like, I look at what I'm doing, and I don't think I would love it for, like, a hat. For, like, an adult. Like, maybe for a baby? No, you mm-hmm. know, fine. Because usually they don't need hats for warmth, because they don't really go outside very much. Well, they do, but, yeah. like, you know, it's from the house to the car, from the car to the house. Because it makes such a different fabric, right? It does. It makes such a different fabric, and it's got bare holes. And, like, when I make somebody a hat... Mm-hmm. or gloves or something i want it to be like warm warm this is canada minus 30 i want it to be warm mm-hmm. and i don't think the crochet hat would do that but i totally see the applications and i see why people like it because it just mm-hmm. goes super fast and it's like the pattern's easy to memorize yeah but i wonder though if the crochet hat would actually be maybe warmer depending upon the stitch because of the way knitting is it's usually one one yarn length 
deep, you know what I mean? Whereas right, yeah. when you're crocheting, Crochet. it's wrapping around and it's making it two or three... I guess. I do, it depends also on the gauge, I guess, that you're crocheting at. Yeah, if you were definitely a tight enough gauge, yeah. you might be able to... It might actually be exceptionally warm. I don't know. Hmm. I'm not sure. But, like I said, I love it for blankets. Yeah. It's way quicker than knitting a blanket, <laughs> let me tell you. Yeah. Whew. <laughs> which is good so i'm really excited about that and i'm enjoying the blanket i'm enjoying the colors and the color changes and and the yarn the acrylic right oh man it's like shiny and awesome and shiny and soft. soft and it's but it's vibrant which is good because i'm making this for a teenager mm-hmm. <laughs> you know and it's just it's awesome i love it if she doesn't love it i love it mm-hmm. so what else are you working on uh, oh, and the last thing I've got going on is is my hubby's socks, mm-hmm. which I am proud to say has a heel flap now. Yay! So I'm almost halfway done the first sock, and I just what renewed my senses because last time I said, "Oh, you know, I'll work on those when he's around." Blah blah blah, and mm-hmm. I felt bad. Oh. Afterwards, I'm like, "Well, that sucks." Like, what do you do now? He has to see his stuff being made. Like, then there's no surprise, right? Like that kind of sucks. Yeah. He's okay with it, but it just kind of sucks when you know what you're getting and you takes see it. Takes a little bit of the surprise it out of it. Takes a little bit of the mystique out. Yeah. So then I decided I was only going to work on it when he wasn't around and I've actually done that. Okay. So so you had to commit to when you were I, working I on it. I had to commit. So I take it like to knit nights and stuff, yep. right? Or if I'm going out with friends, I'll take it with me to do that if he's not going to be around for mm-hmm. that. And then that way he doesn't know. I mean, and he knows what the first part of it looks like because he's seen that part. But yeah. he won't see the the real thing until... I give it to them. Okay. To them, so. I'm, I've actually had a bit of a renewed fervor for socks again. Yeah. Not that I actually, I'll rephrase that. I do not very often wear my hand-knit socks, though yeah. I have a, a drawer full. Well, lately, we always talk about how cold it is in Canada, but the last mm-hmm. couple of weeks, it's been like 30 degrees Celsius, 25 degrees mm-hmm. Celsius, and I'm loving it, and it is so not the weather to wear knitted stuff <laughs> in <laughs> at all. Yes. But I am loving the weather. Yes. It's... Just think, it's whatever you first week of August. Within two months, we could be minus twenty. Yes, so I'm loving the the warmth. But yeah, yeah the knitted socks are not getting worn much right now. So, are you wearing any of your hand knits? Nope. No, <laughs> it's too hot. It is too warm. I just I can't. I'll I take, um, like I'll take a shawl with me if I'm going to be inside somewhere, mm-hmm. and I think maybe it'll be cold with the air conditioning. Because sometimes if you get the wrong spot in the restaurant and the air conditioning is like on you, yeah. that really sucks even though it's 35 degrees outside. So I'll take one with me, but I usually don't wear it. Okay. You know. Yeah, I've, I've actually really. worn it a, a couple of things. Just like if I go up and I go camping, then it's kind of nice just to have a little bit of something. But you're right. I wouldn't be. Yeah. No, it's really, really hot right now. So which is good. Yay. Yay hot. Hot. We're wearing flip-flops. It's excellent. Yeah. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> For, the, like, the only three weeks of the year we do. Yeah. Absolutely. Awesome. So, so. and oh, and the socks are um, um, a hybrid of Hermione's Everyday Socks and the Mr. Pitt's Socks. Okay. So, I just wanted to throw that out there. Just in case. Just in case somebody was wondering. Because you're too cool for vanilla. I am too cool for vanilla for this one. <laughs> for this one, for yeah. For this one. <laughs> so, have yarn, we'll travel. Okay, so I've got a couple of things okay. in this one. So, the first one, we went camping. Mm-hmm. We being my family, went camping. And I was like, okay, well, I'm going to bring some stuff to work on. Obviously, that helps. So, I brought the totally tubular sock. Mm-hmm. And then I thought, well, this is going to go so fast, I need to bring more projects. Okay, preface with how long you were going camping for? 
Uh, we went for, I think, five days. Okay. So we left, we got there Tuesday afternoon and we left Friday, Saturday morning. Okay. So I thought, oh, you know, I'm going to knit this sock and it's going to go so fast mm-hmm. and I'm going to do all this sit knitting, blah, I'm going to have to bring something else. So I also brought another crochet blanket, the first one that I ever started that I realize now has the, like, the world's tightest crochet tension in the oh, world. No. And I don't know if I can recover it, but I'll try. Okay. So I also brought that, and I brought uh, I brought the hubby socks just in case I was really, really desperate. Yeah, like he was fishing and you had some time yeah. or whatever, right? I didn't knit that much. <laughs> I, I honestly didn't. I would, I didn't even read that much. Like, usually I sit and I read and stuff. We were fishing, like, every day. Mm-hmm. It was nice weather. It was a little bit cool, but it was nice weather. We went out walking every day. And then when I got back to the campfire, I just wanted to, like, sit. Yeah, but I did do some knitting by the campfire, but not nearly the, as much as I thought I was going to do. <laughs> not enough to finish a pair of no, socks. No, but like I a looked, <laughs> I looked at the socks right, and I was like, "Oh, this is going to be so easy. It's just yeah. knitting in the round." Oh, blah blah blah. Yeah, no, 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 no. That's funny because when I went back to the Okanagan for a week, I was running around my house going, "Okay, I need this pair of socks and." Okay, I'll take this shawlette, and just I'll take case, this, yeah. that, just just in case I finish all this just stuff. Just in case I don't have anything to do while I'm camping. Yeah. Or visiting whoever, whatever. And then at the last minute, I looked at my suitcase, and I went, it's so full of stuff. And I actually pulled all of my knitting out, but the one pair of socks, the vanilla socks that I'm working on, and I'm actually kind of proud of myself for that, because let's be serious. Knitting anxiety. Knitting anxiety. And then I told my husband as we were driving, I'm like... Okay, now if I run out of yarn, I know where the yarn stop shops are. I know they've got good stuff. <laughs> I'm just like, he's like, oh my god, <laughs> who are you? Oh, I don't know you. <laughs> I don't know you. And I'm like, okay, so the only reason why I bought one project is because I know that there's a yarn shop there where I can resupply. Yeah, and that's my problem, right? Because camping, there's no yarn store. No. You know, and you weren't... Uh, Jen and I, turns out, camp at very similar sites. They're mm-hmm. pretty close together. They're across the highway from each other. And, but Jen wasn't camping at the same time as we, I was camping. So it's not like I had like a backup, like I could run up to and Jen's campsite and be like, do you have any yarn? <laughs> so I was totally by myself. <laughs> so I had to, you know, be prepared. Absolutely. Well, it's and I was. The, the Girl Scouts, Boy Scouts, be prepared. Be, be prepared. <laughs> we actually had an epic, epic thunderstorm while we were there. Like, oh my goodness. The lightning like hurt my eyes. It was so bright. It was yeah. kind of scary. And you know how you're supposed to like after uh, the thunder, you're supposed to count. And yeah, then, lightning. To until the lightning. Distance, right? And, yeah. It happened at the same time. Oh, jeez. <laughs> so it was like right over us. And I'm like, hmm, didn't do any knitting that time. <laughs> Walking around with metal sticks in your hand in a lightning storm. Yeah. Very good choice not to, to do that. Well, <laughs> funny story. So we had the kerosene lantern inside the trailer because my husband, we brought everything in that we thought we would need to bring in. Mm-hmm. And this kerosene lantern. And we soon realized that this kerosene lantern was stinking up the trailer. Mm-hmm. We don't have a very big trailer. So she, uh, my husband's like, okay, well, we gotta, you gotta take it out. You're the only one wearing shoes still, <laughs> because I hadn't made it into the sleeping bag yet. He's like, you're wearing shoes. Can you take it outside? So I do, right? Mm-hmm. And it's, it is one of those quintessential, like, it looks like an old timey lantern. It's red. <laughs> it's metal. It's got kerosene and a wick, right? Like mm-hmm. this is iconic. Iconic. So turns out, I'll, I'll just start. So I take it outside. 
And we had our we have our campsite tarped off so that we wouldn't get rained on. Mm-hmm. You know, you could walk outside and not be wet. And then there was the picnic table that was also tarped off. So I walk all the way in the dark because we forgot all of our <laughs> flashlights in the dark. Lit only my way is only lit by the flashes of lightning that are happening at an alarming pace. And I put it on the the picnic table and I walk back to the trailer. Turns out I found find out the next day that he just meant put it outside the door. <laughs> Why didn't you say that? Why did you let me walk around in the thunderstorm? <laughs> Way to go for follow through. Yeah. So there you go. I'm so lazy committed. knitter, not lazy camper. Not a lazy camper. I was like, I don't know where he wants me to put it. I'll put it on the picture. <laughs> so what else did you do for Javier and Will Travel? Okay, so this was super exciting. And if you are a local, you have to try this next year. So Southern Alberta? Southern Alberta. Even Northern Alberta. Maybe too. If you're going to come down... Like, if you're planning a Southern Alberta vacation, mm-hmm. try to include the Brooks Medieval Fair. Okay. It was so much fun. Like, we don't... In Alberta, I know, like, a lot of the states and a lot of um, Europe have, like, these really big Renaissance fairs, and it's, like, a mm-hmm. really big deal. Southern Alberta, not so much. But I was very excited when I found it, found out from my mom that we have one in Brooks. And neither of us had been, and uh, so we went. And mm-hmm. it was yesterday, so I'm really excited about this. And they had jousting. There was an international jousting competition, and I was, first of all, that there's international jousters. <laughs> I had no idea at all. And there was like 12 of them, and that's apparently not even all of the jousters in the world, which is even more amazing to me. Mm-hmm. And it was just, it was a lot of fun, and the, they were really working the crowd, and the people that were emceeing explained everything really well, and they had... Um, judges from Belgium, and there was a jouster from Denmark, and one from Italy. Like, it was a, a couple from the U.S., I think. One from Australia, a bunch from Canada. It was awesome. That's cool. So it was like the Canadians versus the international. Ooh, dun-dun-dun. It was really, really good. And um, they, had, you know, they had a little marketplace, and, mm-hmm. you know, like, the marketplaces are, are somewhat similar to every other marketplace you've ever been to, right? Mm-hmm. I mean... There's some stuff that's just standard, but they had blacksmith. We have a blacksmith shop in Calgary. I, I've seen that at this Calgary Stampede. Somebody yeah. was demonstrating Dark like Age authentic creation blacksmith. So they had a lot of, they had like drinking horns. Really? Yeah, like real drinking horns. They had like medieval um, cutlery. Really? Yeah, they had swords and axes. And um, my stepdaughter was like, we took her and she was like, oh, this is really sharp. I'm like, that's because it's real. <laughs> this isn't like the replica you see at the store, right? Like, yeah. this is like, these are real weapons forged by blacksmiths for this purpose. Really? And they had, like, leather workers. So this one woman had, like, leather cuffs that you could buy. Really? Leather purses. So there wasn't, like, the ShamWow display? Nope, there was no, <laughs> there was a sunglass display. Okay. Sunglasses. I'm not sure what that was about. Technically. Well, I don't really... Well, I think it was because maybe people wouldn't think, well, I need to bring sunglasses to the Renaissance Fair, and then it was really bright. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, so I'm sure they were doing a brisk business. I didn't stop by because I had sunglasses. Um, They had... There was a lady selling, like, um, homemade salsa, like canned salsa. There was a honey vendor. Oh, the honey was good. We bought some honey. And... Was there any, like, mead and any of that type of stuff there that you found? I didn't find any mead, okay. but I'm I'm thinking that the reason for that is because that would require a, a liquor, liquor license. license. 
mm-hmm. right? And they also have a feast that we did not get tickets to. But having been there now for this, it was ten bucks for adults, five bucks for kids. For a feast? No, for to get into this thing. The feast was like thirty bucks okay. extra per okay. person or whatever. We didn't buy feast tickets because we weren't really sure what so was going to go on. Ten dollars totally, plus thirty. So you're looking at forty dollars for a day of entertainment. I would totally go to the feast next time. Okay. It was apparently they have like the roast pig and like everything. Mm monstrous turkey legs yeah i don't i don't know I, oh. i'm imagining and i think they have mead at that i'm not 100 mm-hmm. percent. but i would totally go again next year i bought a hair stick mm-hmm. from a local vendor from rocky mountain house okay where they had an earthquake also yesterday and uh it it also can be used as a shawl pin i figure absolutely and she, she they had handmade knitting needles there Really? Like it was awesome. Yeah. It was really cool. They had all sorts of different stuff. I mean, you know, there was your rent, your standard typical. Yeah, that you're going to get anywhere. But yeah, we'll have to do that next year. Maybe get some pictures and oh, yeah. do that kind of stuff. Oh, I took a picture of uh, my mom and my stepdaughter with this guy who was dressed up like a barbarian wizard. Mm-hmm. Was his costume. And it was all, it was covered in furs and he had like <sighs> this epic sword. It was really cool. There was no yarn vendors though. And no, oh. like, hand-spun anythings. There was a couple of crocheted blankets and some crocheted Viking helmets for babies. <gasps> they were so cute. <laughs> I was just like, I'm looking at them, I'm like, okay, well, I don't, you know, I don't need one. Yeah. But it's, and then she's like, yeah, I'm making a bigger one right now. And I'm like, don't tell me that. <laughs> so, super cool. Totally, mm. if you're doing a Southern Alberta vacation. And it need, happens to coincide. And it happens to coincide with the Brooks Medieval Fair you should check it out. It's cheap. Yeah. Right? I mean, I don't know. I, th- I thought 25 bucks for three people was pretty cheap. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it was a far... It's a two-hour drive from Calgary. But my mom drove there. I drove back. It's not so too bad. It's not like one of us was stuck with all the driving. Yeah. It was a lot of fun. Excellent. A lot of fun. Totally wrecked. They had hand... Like, sword fighting and... Oh, it was great. Oh, that totally. is so cool. Did yep. you feel underdressed? No, there was... Okay, there were tons of people in costume, mm-hmm. but there were also tons of people wearing everyday clothes. Okay. So it's not like I was like we were the only people not wearing <laughs> an outfit, right? Yep. It's not like we were like social pariahs. But next year, would you dress up? I'm, I would like to. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure how I'm going to achieve that. I think I might have to bribe my mom into making, sewing me a dress. Because she's much better at that than I am. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But even she was like, well, maybe we'll all have to get a, you know, outfit for next year, yeah. blah, blah, blah. So maybe we will. I don't know. Excellent. Lots Excellent. of fun. Lots of fun. Then I had to come back and work today. So that, <laughs> that was less fun. Yeah, it usually is. So when good knitting goes bad. Oh, yes. Tell us, tell us the story of your knitting needles, Jen. Oh, okay. I was in the Okanagan doing the family thing over the August long weekend here in Canada. And in my uncle's trailer, somebody had happened to lock the bathroom door and close it with nobody on the inside of the bathroom. Okay. So, I walk in, as I do, and decide, I'm going to fix this. Right, right. I look at the, the lock on the door. MacGyver go, Jen. Yeah. And I'm like, geez, a knitting needle would fit perfectly in there and it'll just pop the lock. It's one of those things where it's it's the lock, but you if you just pop like a toothpick in yeah and press. a pen a knitting needle and press and pop, pop. 
Yeah. Nope. No. Not, no. Oh. No. So, what kind of knitting needle did you use, Jen? It was an Addy Turbo. An Addy Turbo. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, an Addy Turbo mm-hmm. was used to unlock. I'll refer. It didn't even unlock the door. It was an attempt. It was an attempt. So I'm trying it, and I've paid for the knitting needle. I appreciate how much it's worth until somebody grabs it out of my hand and goes, "Let me give this a try." Oh no! And jams it in there and goes, "Oops." Oh, I bent it, and I went, oh, my God. Oops. <laughs> Oops. Oops. Um, I'm like, that's that's okay. Here, just give me my knitting needle. It's somewhat expensive. I think I paid $20 Canadian for this stupid thing, and it is bent. Yes. Ex- okay. Ladies and gentlemen, it is bent. Is it ergonomically bent? Actually, it is. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good. Because if I... Because otherwise, that would be an expensive... <laughs> Yes, so it's not bent right at the tip. It's bent, you know, maybe an inch and a half, two inches back. So right. it's actually, if I, I'm right-handed, if I hold it in my right hand, it very gently hooks the stitches off, and it's Ooh, ergonomic. Perfect. I know. Until Lucky I break. hold it a little wrong, and then it kind of feels strange. But yeah. if I hold it in the right position, oh, God. it's an Addy Turbo. A $20 lockpick. Yes. So don't use your knitting needles to do that, unless the situation is dire. Yes. This was not a dire situation. This was not. I did not need to use this bathroom. No. 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 And nobody was stuck. No child was stuck in this bathroom. No. No. This was not dire. This was not dire. But I had an appreciation for the value of what I was doing, and I thought, hmm, Okay, not worth it. I'll try something else until... Yoink! 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 Let me try. No! (laughs) No, No, maybe not. And then I'm like, it's okay. And then somebody's like, oh, I can bend that back. I said, no, no, no. I'll I'll do it. I'm thinking (laughs) because it's going to snap. Or it's going to kink because it's just ever so gently bent at probably a 20 degree angle. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Let me just fix that. No. 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 No, it's okay. You've done enough. Yeah. (laughs) The needle can't take anymore. I can't take anymore. Oh, it was awful. Oh, no. That sucks. (laughs) So. No. Yes, yeah, so apparently knitting needles are not lockpicks. Do not use them to unlock doors. Find something else. Unless it's life and death. And then yes. okay, fine. If your child is in there, okay, sacrifice the knitting needle. Yes. Yeah. No, not for an empty bathroom. No. <laughs> that you don't need to use. So painful. Yeah. So knitting in the wild. I am hooked on Orange is the New Black. Yes. Do not let your children watch this no, show. No, it is not a child show. It is not a child show. There no. is some violence. There a lot is of profanity. A, and a lot of graphic nudity. Don't not a, do it. Not kid friendly. No. But the crochet in this is phenomenal. It is everywhere. It is everywhere. And... To the point where, at some point, I think you see them use a knitting needle, as, or sorry, a crochet needle as like a shiv. Is that what it's a shiv, yeah. Is that the term? I don't yep, know. a shiv. A yep. shiv. Because I was saying to my husband, as he was watching it with me, I'm like, geez, I would think you could turn a crochet needle into some type of weapon. And at some point, it does appear. I have watched many like of those prison shows... Um, like the real prison shows where they show like prison guards going in and finding you can turn i'm convinced you can turn anything into a weapon in prison yeah anything yeah i can imagine they use like plastic cutlery (laughs) that's true so so if if you watch it for nothing other than just the knitting and crochet spotting it is a very entertaining show do don't watch it with your kids you know put them to sleep yes and in it bed. Is, it is funny because man alive. But the crochet, it is everywhere. It is. It, well, I guess 
you know, I mean, Martha Stewart crocheted in prison. That's true, right? Yeah. And I, um, I know for a fact, um, when I was in San Francisco a few years ago, I did a tour of Alcatraz. Mm-hmm. They crocheted in Alcatraz. Really? Yep. Hmm. Yeah, they had a little, you know, like a demonstration, um, demonstration. They had a little set up in one of the cells and there yeah. was like a little crochet tablecloth on the little So tray. it would have been like an accurate representation of what a cell would have been like. Yeah. Okay. You know, what else are you going to do in prison? And also, fun fact, in Alcatraz, the prison guards that patrolled on the actual level of the prison didn't carry guns or anything. There really? was like There was a machine gun alley up there. Okay. And they would patrol above with the guns, but the guys on the floor did not have weapons. Hmm. That way if they got jumped... Yeah, you're not arming prisoners. You're not arming prisoners. Interesting. Yeah. Huh. Just just so you know. Just yeah. fun fact about crochet in prison. <laughs> <laughs> Who knew that we knew so much about this? I know. So, please join us at our blog at knittingastory.wordpress.com. Facebook at Knitting a Story. And Ravelry Knitting a Story podcast. I'm Jen's account. And I'm Beloved of Bast. And as you can see by totally tubular socks... You should definitely suggest stuff, because yeah. we'll, at least we'll check it out. Absolutely, and we appreciate everybody's comments, and welcome welcome everybody to the group, and thanks so much for uh, listening with us. Yes, without you, there wouldn't be much point in us doing this. Well, other than the fact that we'd just like to talk. that Yeah, that too. <laughs> <laughs> All right, have a good week, everybody. Have, have a good one.